0: You're listening to The Hungry Soul with Rachel Foy, covering all topics from spirituality, mindset work, beliefs, relationships, food, body image, business, money, self-expression, and more, helping you become a soul-fed woman. Hi, gorgeous. Welcome to The Hungry Soul podcast with your host, Rachel Foy, and we are at episode 82 already, my goodness. So many, so many more conversations to come as well. Anyway, how are you? Hope that you're all right, that you're having a good day wherever you happen to be in the world. So we've got a fab guest coming on in um, just a few moments time. Um, and I know that she's got some brilliant advice to share with any of you right now that might be working through some emotional stuff. But before I introduce you to her, I just wanted to give a cheeky little plug to something that you might have heard me talk about once or twice over the last couple of months. It's the book, The Hungry Soul Book, the same name as the podcast. What a coincidence. So The Hungry Soul Book is all around helping women like you to free themselves from food obsession, body hatred, and dieting. And I've set myself one hell of a mission. I want to free 1 million women by 2025. That might sound like a lot of women, which indeed it is, but if you actually look at the statistics as to how many women right now are currently dieting, who currently don't like their bodies, who currently are struggling with low self-esteem, low self-worth, and they believe it's because of their body size and shape, 1 million women is sadly not that much at all. So if you haven't yet got yourself a copy, and I highly encourage you to go and grab this copy because honestly, it's there's, there's, the stuff that's gone into that book has literally come from my heart to help women just like you to really start taking their full power back. So you can go and grab a copy over at soulfedwoman.com forward slash book. Um, there's all the links on there which takes you to Amazon UK, Amazon USA, we've got the link to Bonds and Noble, we've got the link to Indigo Books, or obviously you can go and search for it straight on those websites. Um, it's available in paperback and it's also available as an ebook. Now we did get a testimonial that came through a couple of days ago and I just want to read what this lovely lady had to say. So this is what she said, your book is like a massive hug Rachel, I've been carrying your words around with me all day, every day. I needed it so much and the timing couldn't be more perfect for me. So thank you so much with loads of kisses. So if you want to go and grab yourself a copy, go and do so. I'd love to hear more about what you think once you've read it. Because the book, it's traveling around the world and it's starting to create a bit of a ripple, which is what we are wanting. Right then, shall we move on? Shall we start introducing today's awesome guest? Now this is the lovely Michelle Lowbridge. Now Michelle's one of those women, and I think we say this at the beginning of the interview, I've known her for quite a few years on the online space, but we'd never actually spoken in person until I brought her on the show. So Michelle helps people to believe that they do have the ability to succeed and she helps them um, to really see how incredible that they already are. So, she's a mentor, an author, she's an energy worker, and she's also the author of three books called Well, the first one's called Wealthology, there's The Agile CEO, and then there's also Money Blocks. So, if you're interested in the holy grail of success, emotional, spiritual, and financial freedom, you might like what she has to share with us here on this episode. Okay, guys, check it out. And here she is, Michelle. Good afternoon, lovely lady hi rachel how are you doing i'm so so well and i'm so flipping excited to speak to you you're one of you're one of my online peeps that i've never really spoken to in real life apart from today and this is very exciting
1: <laughs> yeah i feel the same it's one of those how how did we not do this before I know.
0: so bizarre so bizarre anyway before we get stuck into a really I know it's going to be an interesting and fascinating conversation for anyone that's not yet come across you and your amazing work in the world. Do you want to give yourself a bit of an introduction as to, well, who, who you are and what are you all about?
1: Oh, not really, but I will. (laughs) Um, uh, I'm Michelle Lowbridge. I am an author, a therapist really is my background, energy therapist, uh, energy worker, healer, um, coach and writer and i kind of combine all of those things to help people facilitate transformation and change in their lives in the past i've been predominantly known for helping people with money blocks and creating really fast change in people's relationship with money uh and i've also helped people with their relationships with their relationship with their body and now i'm really focusing on people's
0: relationships with success and abundance Amazing. I think we're going to probably have a chat about abundance in a second. So there you are. That's your introduction, which was wonderful, kind of sums you up very nicely. But I'm guessing that that's not who you've always been. So whenever I get guests on the show, I'm always really curious because I'm quite a nosy person anyway. It's like, (laughs) how do people end up doing what they're doing? You know, this is clearly your soul's work. I know you're really passionate about what you're doing out there in the world. But how did you end up doing what you're doing? So. Can you give us a bit of a background as to how you ended up where you are?
1: Yeah, sure. I think there's two kind of major turning points, which, is, which have really led to this point, two significant things. One being, I used to be really cynical about anything energy kind of <laughs> Oh, the um, irony. <laughs> I know. And then um, my daughter, she, she was about 10 months old and she, would, she just wouldn't eat anything apart from toast and marmite and yogurt Um, and so and a friend kept saying take it to see a kinesiologist take it to see a kinesiologist and I'm like yeah yeah no and then eventually it got a bit desperate so I went to see the kinesiologist and she did some muscle testing and found that Ellie had allergies to sugar baker's yeast brewer's yeast and lactose and I'm like well those are basically the four things that she consumes yeah and the said that's kind of the way it goes when the body doesn't know how to react to something it will keep asking for it so that it can figure out how to process it and that's why we often crave the things that are that we have an allergy to and then she said oh, do you want me to sort these allergies out now? And I'm like, what? And she's just like, oh, yeah, well, you know, you don't come here to just be told what you've got to eliminate. We'll just correct it now. And so I was a little bit blown away by that. And leaving there and then seeing Ellie, who was 10 months old, so there's no placebo effect. All the work was done via me. She wasn't even aware of what had happened suddenly she won't eat any of those things she starts eating all sorts of things and you know ended up being this kind of two-year-old whose favorite food was salad like it was yeah and and as well as that what really interested me in that session was she was muscle testing for um emotional stuff thoughts and things that were kind of energy blockages and what she was pulling out just described ellie's character so perfectly that i was just fascinated by that i'd done i did a psychology a level years before and the like humans have, re, have always been very interesting to me um And so I went back for a session and from then I was just hooked and I just thought I've got to learn how to do this. And then um, various things came up and I started my training and then it was delayed. And then I started again uh, in, I think it was 2000, end of 2009. Um, So then was helping, did my training, was helping all sorts of people with all sorts of things, uh, you know, grief, depression. Um physical problems, allergies, all sorts of stuff, and wasn't making a lot of money um fell into that kind of
0: therapist yeah trap. The healer trap, yeah,
1: yeah, giving people a lot of discounts, not wanting to do the marketing, having a lot of worries around pricing and talking about what I did and all that kind of thing, giving a lot of discounts, and then I closed my practice down, had jackson uh who's now 4 and that summer just after he was born read the big leap which you're probably familiar with yeah. the upper limit concept really spoke to me where he talks about there's a cap on what we subconsciously believe we can have and for whatever reason when we get near it we'll sabotage and pull ourselves back down and that really something in that just really reson- resonated with me it was such a simple idea mm. so I started muscle testing and I found this money block, this story that if I make a lot of money, I will no longer belong with the people that I love. And it was related to having two sets of grandparents, my paternal grandparents being very wealthy, um, I guess like middle-class, well-to-do, and quite honestly, miserable and tight-fisted and not very much fun to be around just not a, not a very warm loving yeah. couple of people and then my maternal grandparents just being kind of regular just a regular family you know certainly not wealthy but rich in so many other ways and we spent a lot of time with them as kids um we were you know that that's kind of my family of origin if you like and I had no clue but that experience had set up in me this story of if I make a lot of money I'll be really miserable I'll be really tight-fisted I won't belong with these people who I absolutely adore and I did a bit of energy work to clear that and within 48 hours everything changed my kinesiology business took off I was um, basically like asked to come out of retirement I started charging a lot more money for what I was doing and then within six weeks I'd made oh how much was it 43,287 pounds I think in two dollars sorry 43,000 dollars in in a couple of weeks and my husband was able to quit his very stressful teaching job and that's what I've been helping people with ever since so that's Probably a bit of a long-winded
0: answer to where have I come from? <laughs> no, that's good. We we need the background though, because this kind of also shows of well, kind of demonstrates to everyone listening how all of us have got journeys that we sometimes don't foresee until we're actually on them. So
1: yeah, absolutely, and it doesn't it doesn't end. Like I'm still always working on my mindset, my relationship with money, my relationship with success. You know, what do I want to do next? Why is that feeling hard? What do I need to let go of in, in order to yeah. get in alignment with it? And then sometimes getting in alignment with it and going, Oh, that was just a piece of resistance I needed to clear. It's not actually what I want to do, but now I can see what I actually want to do. Like it it's that journey never never ends, but it's um the more you can enjoy that process and that relationship with yourself and in being curious, I think, about what are funny little human minds <laughs> tell us about ourselves, about life, about love, about food. Um, I think the more curious and kind of humorous you can be about it, the better. the better life gets and the more of the best of life we get to experience.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So a question that kind of came up for me as you were talking, because mm. I've had quite a lot of guests on the show who have kind of explained within their own story that there's been that there had been some kind of tipping point or a moment where they like made a decision or they left a corporate job or they you know kind of changed careers what was your i know you said about your daughter and, and the kinesiologist but mm-hmm. what kind of gave you that belief for you to go do you know what this is what i'm supposed to be doing like how did you actually make that leap of going from what you had been doing to actually becoming the woman that you are today to be honest
1: I think that is one thing that my parents would say doesn't surprise them about me because I've just okay. that's just a trait I think that I've probably always had, which probably meant I was a bit of a nightmare child but <laughs> if I if I if I think about something and I think oh, I'm gonna do that I I will generally I, I will generally crack on with it or find out why I'm not cracking on with it and quite often I think I don't know. It, I guess it was just one of those things of I've, I've got to do this, and then I really think that's a powerful decision that that you can make about anything. The point at which you say, "I've got to do this," then the path will unfold. Things become easier. It's a bit like what's that saying about um, when you're ready to learn, the teacher appears. Yeah, it's yeah, a, absolutely. It's, it's kind of like that. It's like when you're when you're ready to go, the the transport will arrive, or you know the the ticket will, the ticket will show up. So yeah,
0: yeah, That's kind of what you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tuck the leap. Okay, so so there you are kind of doing what you've done and obviously you are now where you are and you've got loads of things that you know are doing and creating. We're going to talk about some of those in a second, but I just want to come back to something that you mentioned. You Mm. said about blocks now, obviously from an energy point of view and of like the kinesiology, this is what you test for. Mm. Can you explain to people listening who might not be as familiar with that kind of term that you and I are, what, what actually is a block? Like how do they appear? What are they? And why do we need to know about them? Good question, okay, so in the, very,
1: in the very simplest of terms, everything we do or are willing to do is governed by our thoughts about ourselves and what's possible. Um, and our thoughts are governed by our belief, our belief, our beliefs, our belief system kind of underpins our thoughts about everything, Our thoughts about everything determine how we emotionally react to the things that occur around us. And those things combined create the behaviors and habits that we kind of operate with. Hmm. And a block, to me, a block is something in those beliefs or those thought patterns that is limiting what you think is possible so if we when we take it back to kind of our energy in its purest form if you know ideally you know that you're a soul you know that you're an energetic being here having this physical experience and energy in its purest form just wants to evolve it isn't limited by anything but once we popped it in a human mind and yeah. then we've got the the brain getting involved and the ego getting involved and our limbic system getting involved and fear getting involved it, and all of our experiences particularly from childhood that really limits and filters what we think of as possible for ourselves and it it puts a cap on the potential that we kind of allow ourselves to unleash and so when we go in and do energy work or any kind of mindset work what we're really looking to do is find those things that are limiting that pure potential that absolute infinite possibility find them and either release them or edit them or correct them or journal them out you know there's a million and one ways of doing these things um And get those things unblocked. Because if we can unblock the limits in the mindset, then we can really unblock our behaviours, our habits, our feelings, and ultimately our potential.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I often liken blocks to being that thing that's in the way of me and who I am on like a soul level. It's like the... Yes. Yeah, like the the walls, really. Like the stories and the things that we suppose do, unfortunately, often buy into. Do we... Do we need to consciously know what our blocks are, Michelle? Because I know you were saying about muscle testing, and I know a little bit about kinesiology, Mm -hmm. that sometimes the body knows about the blocks that we consciously don't know. So is it possible to have like blocks around things that we actually have got no idea that are even there? Oh,
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, that block I was talking about around my family and money... I had no idea that was there. And that's partly why I love um doing this work, whether I'm working with a client or working on myself, like working on myself. Like I like to think I've got a fairly reasonable level of self-awareness. And I will start muscle testing for myself to find like what's really going on here and the things I uncover, the stupid <laughs> little things that I think or the beliefs that I have or the fears that I have they never, never cease to amaze and surprise me. Um, so yeah, and I think with a lot of these things, when you know what you're, when you know what an adversary um, looks like, it's much easier to figure out how to take them down. Mm. So if there's, if, if we feel like we're just really stressed or we're really anxious or there's something just wrong and we don't know what it is, it's very disempowering.
0: Yeah,
1: And if you're able to, work with somebody, whether it's someone intuitive or someone that does muscle testing, or you um, see a therapist and you, you know, they can take you through a, a process of talking to uncover what's really there. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter how you go about doing it. But once you start to let those things come up to the surface, then you can see what you're dealing with. And quite often, shining the light of awareness on a problem will be 80% of the battle. And yeah. you, well, then you decide to follow it up with whatever you know healing process or however you want to work with it to you know to to shift that either quicker or more completely or whatever um great
0: but awareness is such a powerful thing yeah no definitely it's like you can't change anything until you know it's there anyway can you because you just don't know it's there full stop yeah you're kind of just stabbing around in the dark and there's a lot of worry i think that that
1: comes with that when you don't know what's going on. It's a bit like you know, when people know they have that sense of there's something not right with me physically, and they're pushing and pushing a doctor or whoever to give them an answer, mm. and there it's it's really worrying and disempowering. And sometimes a diagnosis is is the thing that they need in order to yeah. make a make a transition and and you know get progress, even if the diagnosis is something you know, it's not
0: something you want to hear. People say it's better than the not knowing. Yeah, very true. It kind of gives, I suppose it allows that person to start taking their power back then, doesn't it? It's like they know what they're dealing with. They know where they are. They know what, you know, yeah, kind of what the potential outcome might be, et cetera.
1: Yeah, and in mindset work, you know you you generally you're not getting you're not getting a diagnosis that's then a whole load more stuff to deal with ideally you're uncovering that and working with somebody who can then just release it for you or help you work through it quickly so it's you know it's it's not something to be afraid of and I think that's a really important message is never be afraid to dig deep into what's lurking beneath the surface because the feelings that you uncover and sometimes the the pain you need to you need to heal or feel to shift is generally never as bad as
0: the stress and resistance you're carrying around with you while you avoid dealing with it (laughs) do you know what that's so true and i think that's a really important point to to sort of highlight how yeah how I think some people can often have this perception. I've certainly seen this within like my sort of clients and you have as well, possibly that there is sometimes that fear of like, but I don't want to delve into that, like that perception of I need to relive it and I need to experience it all again. And I need to go through all those huge emotions that I've spent 20 years trying to avoid. I know the way that I work and you clearly do as well. It's not about reliving it for like three weeks in order to let it go. It's acknowledging it and healing it and doing it straight away
1: yes exactly and you know sometimes it can take minutes Mm. and you know and i i have clients who will just be like oh my god like i i really don't want to go this i have one client that will literally say to me i hate you and i'm like (laughs) that's okay you can hate me for the next three minutes but then you're going to feel so much better we're just gonna we're just gonna sink into this feeling and the the more you can turn it up while we do this energy work it'll just release and then it's done and you can literally release like you say 20 years worth of stuff in a few minutes and the shift from from doing that is is always so worth those few minutes of you know emotional pain
0: no absolutely isn't it funny how as human beings we do our best to avoid the discomfort and like run away from things and not acknowledge and turn our back and push it down <laughs> yeah yeah always this where all the blocks come from. And um, what from your experience Michelle what are the most kind of common blocks again people listening right now that might be sort of curious about this and this kind of work. What yeah. are the most common typical blocks that most of us have struggled with etc that you've seen? Well,
1: there are I mean depending on what you're helping people with different different kinds of blocks come up. Um, theme to whether you know it's money or relationships or body but one thing I see that underpins pretty much every single problem is the if you ask yourself the question who am I worried won't like me if Mm. I change this
0: oh that's a good one who am I worried who won't
1: like me? me yeah and so often we're worried about making more money because we, we, you know, we won't belong. We might be disliked. We avoid losing losing weight or becoming more healthy because there are some people that we think we, we can relate better to if we um, stay in some way unhappy in our relationship with our body. Um, we worry about being um, too too loved or too popular or too safe because it might trigger other people. Uh we worry about putting ourselves forward in our business because there's you know what about that one person who you maybe see every other year at a Christmas party but they're definitely gonna think it's weird what I'm doing. Um, yeah. you know, that that if you ask yourself if you're trying to achieve something or there's something that you really want and you're struggling to get it if you ask yourself just write to write down a, a list who am i worried won't like me if i get this there will be some gold there that will help you get get unblocked because again if you have a w- awareness of what's going on then you can start tackling it
0: absolutely and those people that are likely going to come up in your answer this is all kind of it's fabrication and imagination isn't it like none of this is ever based on Usually, sort of evidence, so to speak, it's just our mind scouring the potential of, oh, but what if that were to happen? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really important to always remember that you can't control what is going to happen, but if you look back at how far you've come in your life to date you will have, without question, navigated some very stressful situations and some pretty stormy waters. And to remind yourself that you're always capable of doing that again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think we forget that, don't we? I know that I'm guilty of that. You know, some, some days I kind of forget like what I've done, what I've achieved, what I've been through, what I've overcome. Sort of, we, we do, yeah, we don't, we don't pat ourselves on the back as frequently as we should do.
1: Yeah. And I think we kind of, especially it, it can happen as well when you're doing, you know, spiritual work or kind of, developing that that side of your life and trying not to live this three-dimensional kind of meat and two veg (laughs) 1950s life um you know that we're kind of programmed to do and recognizing that we're you know we're 5d beings we're having this experience on way more than just a material plane and i think it's really we can get kind of caught in a in a trap where we think that when we think we're working towards a a place where stress doesn't happen yeah. where everything's perfect where every single moment of every single day goes smoothly and that it puts us in a in a little box because we're afraid to do anything that might stir up the stormy waters and we start to think that if something does go wrong then oh you know oh my god it's a it's a manifestation of a problem or i'm going to attract more stress to myself and all the, all those kinds of things whereas just remembering that it is a human experience that's the whole point yeah. so you're a 5d being having a 3d experience so the more you can use your spiritual tools to navigate the human world that we're here to live in that's the journey the journey we're not you're not going to reach a place of perfection and zen and enlightenment before you take your last breath it's not it's not going to happen so the more you can bring as much kind of self um self-esteem really Mm. and positivity and self-confidence into your navigation skills rather than your oh my god i'm at a
0: destination i don't want to leave it because things are going to get hard again yeah, absolutely. Do you know what? One of the best things that I ever did for myself probably about a year ago was actually acknowledge that I will probably never have my shit together and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I was like, nope, that's just true. It was like, everything just seemed to be easier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living by that. That's my mantra. Um, okay. So something that I, I suppose I want to ask you, um, and we're kind of talking then about we were saying about blocks and you were sort of saying that we seem to have this fundamental need as human beings to to kind of want to be accepted and to fit in, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, I know we were talking kind of earlier before we started doing the interview and and you were saying that you've recognized that a lot of the time with people just in general, often all of these issues tend to come back to that. We actually just don't believe in our ability to like, to succeed and to, to be successful. Yes. So can you kind of expand on that? Because I, I know for a fact that that's so true within my community, that mm. so many incredible women who they just do not have that belief that they're able to change careers or to be successful in their business or to, you know, meet their dream partner. Like there's just that lack of belief. Like where does that come from? Like what's all that all about? I think it's
1: the first thing that springs to mind that I think we should probably mention is, I think this is a a problem that really does impact women.
0: Yes, um, I was hoping you were going to say that. Yeah,
1: like, <laughs> um, and, I mean, I don't want to get. I'm not. I'm probably not knowledgeable. Well, I'm not knowledgeable enough to get into a big deep discussion about the patriarchy. But I do know that as women you know we are in a time where we're just beginning to be able to step into a feminine power
0: mm.
1: and to to be in our own power without it being a masculine power yeah and that you know that is after centuries and centuries of
0: like being the lesser the, the lesser sex the lesser species if you like or um, having to kind of behave like men to be successful
1: yeah and and even that has only been an option in you know very recent living history mm. um and so we're just now kind of evolving from men basically because they're physically stronger that's the own that's the the reason that w- we've been overpowered and you know in in many parts of the world continue to be overpowered it comes down to physical strength yeah um and so you know we're we're lucky that we living where we do here in lovely england um you know that the physicality of it is kind of taken out of the equation to a certain extent and so then it comes back down to our mental strength and our emotional abilities now, our emotional abilities have obviously been shamed and quashed, and you know with a more emotional sex, and that 's been something that is wrong, so emotions haven 't been allowed to show up in in the boardroom in you know even now, yeah, to be honest in most cases um, and so we are really emerging from a really dark time, and we carry with us all that patterning all that pressure all that stress and so we are conditioned not to believe in ourselves because for a long time a it wasn't safe to do so and b there's no there's no one kind of do, doing that for you now i think of myself as pretty lucky in that my parents were pretty empowering you know i was always always told you can do whatever you want to do and I also kind of had my my teenage years through that time of um I know it sounds silly to say but the Spice Girls you know that girl, girl, girl power and things like Cosmopolitan magazine were were really empowering, and even the la ladette culture to yes. a certain extent, which was just saying you know we don't have to wear dresses um and skirts and show up in a certain way and be well behaved we can do whatever we want and if we want to um drink pints and if we want to swear and if you know we we have that choice and we will not be shamed for it um and so I think I've been quite lucky in, in that sense. Um, and you know, not everyone has that experience. And even, even within that, I, there's also been a lot of things that have been challenging for me that I've had to do the, the mindset work on some of them related to, to being a woman and some of them just relating to how life experiences can just smack the shit out of you. Yeah. Yeah. You can, be, you can be a really, really confident teenager and you have that, you know maybe you go off to university or you get your first job and you really feel that you can change the world and take on anything. And then you have an experience of maybe being cheated on by um, a boyfriend or you have a boss that um, undermines you or you have colleagues that bully you or you have a combination of all three or you have some friends that let you down and all of these things just begin to erode your confidence and when those things combine and start to trigger this old patterning we carry that we're not capable and that we're not programmed for success and that we're wrong to want more it's a really dangerous cocktail that then that can really start to limit what we think we're able to be do and have
0: no absolutely and I think like what you're saying about the um particular with the with women and like the feminine and Obviously from an energy point of view, Mm. I'm right in assuming that there's also like the ancestral like lineage behind us as well, like our grandmothers and our great great grandmothers. Like we're arguably like one of the first generation of women that have got full freedom to do be and have whatever we desire. Yes. Which is actually quite phenomenal in that sense. But then it's also but then there's like generations of women behind us who didn't have that who who were conditioned to believe that they couldn't want what they wanted that they had to stay at home that they couldn't go out and work so this is i'm assuming is also then where all these blocks can start to appear and where the energy stuff then sometimes needs to be cleared yeah
1: absolutely and i think again that connects to the point about not wanting to be unliked and they can and sometimes those ancestral ties can be so strong that it's like well I I mustn't do too differently than my mum I mustn't um, be too different than my grandma and quite often when you see um, women say you know that we're connected to online I often notice when they tell a story about you know, an incredible great aunt that they had, mm. or a great grandmother that inspired them, or somebody just a role model from their from their childhood, and it's not always a relation, but a female role model who who really kind of said to them, "Fuck what everyone else thinks, do what you want to do." Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And and if we if we don't have that, then. Again, we're kind of, you know, we're tied into this tribe and subconsciously doing anything that's going to sabotage those links feels very dangerous to the, to the ego, to the mind monkeys. And as soon as we start thinking about straying from that path, they start kicking off. And so it's a case of having a little chat with them, finding out what their problem is, what they're worried about, and just either letting them go or telling them what they need to hear to silence them and then doing what you actually want to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because actually that ability, that believing in in ourselves that we have the ability to succeed is actually for everything, isn't it? Like this is succeeding in like like you said, financial freedom. Maybe it's like business, maybe it's career, maybe it's in families, relationship. I mean, it's everything. Like if there's a part of us that doesn't believe we are capable, then we're always going to be living a smaller version of who our true authentic self has the potential of becoming yes exactly and that earlier this year i was
1: i was having a bit of a chat with the universe and just saying like what i've done all this money work i've done the relationship stuff i've done the body stuff i know there's something else like if i can do if i can do anything if there's a message that you want me to kind of get out there and help people with what is it and that, and I was muscle testing, and that's what came through was to help people believe that they do have the ability to succeed. And so that, and it, it underpins, like you say, absolutely everything. Um, and anything that you that you think that's undermining your your belief in your in your own abilities, that's yeah, that's just some something to look at because, like you say, the belief the belief is everything really it's not everything that's not true but the belief is so important and doubt is dangerous and when you and i think when you asked me before about you know what what was that the the tipping point that made you able to kind of make that decision and i think that's something that i have been lucky to have is that for a lot of the things i want to do i have had that inherent sense that I was raised with of you've got the ability to do it you've got the ability to do it just put your mind to it and you can do whatever you want and that I think is
0: what I'm now trying to empower as many other people as possible with oh my god you know this is this is like such powerful work like when you're talking about helping people with this because I know we were sort of touching on abundance before which is Mm. often what you're talking about anyway but can you imagine if every woman (laughs) woke up tomorrow with this like overriding belief of I have got the ability to succeed in anything that I put my mind to or anything Mm. that my soul desires like the world would change yes oh that's actually made
1: me really I know me too saying that back to me oh wow um yeah absolutely because when you have that feeling, when you wake up and you think, I know what I want to do today and I know I can do it, it completely shifts your energy in your home, in your relationships, yeah. your business. Like, talk about fire in
0: your belly. It's, yeah. it, it, it really, it just brings a sense of lightness and, and fun to things as well. Absolutely. And I'm guessing that there's so many women listening right now. And if you are that woman that I'm calling you out on at the moment, who have got this desire to like start a business or they feel called to like become an energy healer or, you know, start an art studio or they want to go and like, you know, mentor children and whatever it might be. But there's that belief going, oh, I can't do that. Like, who am I to do that? I can't, I can't pull that off if that woman was to wake up tomorrow and go, actually, I've got the ability to do whatever the hell I want, the transformation, the ripple effect would just be astronomical. Yes. Goodness me. Yeah, because we, you know, we do
1: set the tone for the family, for the home, for the workplace. Um, And the, the the more that we believe in ourselves and the more that we create an environment where, we are stepping up and doing what we want and we're feeling good and we're empowering ourselves and empowering other people it impacts everybody
0: yeah
1: but it has to it has to start with us part in part because the majority of people who are willing to do this deep work who are looking around and going there's got to be more to life Mm. than this fucking nine to five meat and two veg existence they are the women it is the women who, who are doing that. You know, I'm just now, after 10 years with my husband, like getting him to kind of do a a
0: little bit of self-development. You know, and, and it's like the change comes from us. Yeah, no, absolutely. It comes from these kind of conversations, which hopefully some people listening will be like, Oh, this has really sparked something in me, or there's you know, maybe you've said something or I've said something that's kind of pushed someone's button, which is good. Like that's what we're wanting
1: yeah and i think it can be you know it can be done really lovingly i'm not i'm really not one for that kind of um sort of well i hope i hope i am not anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um kind of um like empowerment but it's kind of dressed up in making you feel a bit shit about yourself yeah yeah,
0: yeah. i totally yeah oh i'm
1: gonna call you on all your on all your failings and you're stuck and rah, 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 all of that. No, 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 I, I'm hopefully, I'd like to think that I'm coming from a place of like, you're fucking awesome. You're brilliant. But something, something has happened somewhere where there's a little piece of programming that you've stopped realizing that and you've stopped believing that, but the voices that are telling you that you can't do what you want, they're not your voices. They're from, the people and experiences of your past and you can you can easily let them go and you don't need you don't even need an expensive program or an expensive coach to do that if you don't have i'm a great believer as well in you can always access the transformation you need at the level you're at with the funds and resources that are available to you yes so you don't have to go and put things on a credit card or get yourself into debt or cause yourself a load of money stress. You can get a good book out of the library, which is what I did. I, my self help journey started with a bunch of Paolo Coelho books from <laughs> the library and a stack of notebooks and a lot of thinking and writing and contemplation. And, a few, you know, some sessions with my kinesiologist, which, you know, I think at the time was like 30 quid. Yeah. You know, yeah. whatever you have available to you will always be enough and then you know you you open up the next level and then something else will appear and then you'll make a new connection just wherever you are now just start because it's it will be easier than you think you just have to
0: put the wheels in motion and then they will gather momentum and it will carry you forward absolutely and speaking of which i'm going to mention your incredible abundance codes which are over on your Facebook page because I've been doing some over the last few weeks um you can you quickly explain this so you've got like there's about 13 or 14 I think at the minute yeah there's 13 up there so far
1: so what happened was this is so this is on my Facebook business page which I think is like Michelle Lowbridge dash one or something well I'll link it I'll link it yeah it's got it's got some stupid name because I wasn't very organized Um, (laughs) So, on there, what i I was delving into abundance, so one of my favorite things to do is kind of go down the rabbit hole like what are, what are we missing about abundance? What do we need to know? What can I find out that I can then share with people so that we can all be more abundant? Um, and one of the things that I found was that abundance isn 't just one energy frequency. Is actually made up of 562 different frequencies. Wow. Yeah. Which is interesting because that's obviously quite abundant, which, you know, kind of yep. makes sense. Um, and so then I started testing what these frequencies are and, I came, I then developed a process to kind of activate them in our energy field. So you've got your kind of bubble of energy all around you. um, Your energy system made up of your meridians running up and down the body, your chakras running up the kind of the the front and and the back of the body. um, And then your energy field all around you. Now, when you have the abundance frequencies activated in your energy, it means that Well, they're all really positive, so you're carrying around these positive energies, which then attract things that match them to you. So, you know, basic law of attraction: the energy that you're walking about with attracts the things that match it. Mm -hmm. And so, I was like, okay, what am I? I've got these 562 things. I've got a process for it. What am I going to do with it? And I'm I'm thinking it doesn't it doesn't want to be a program. What does it want to be? And I was like, oh, I'm just going to give this away. So uh on my facebook page we're just doing it live on facebook video but you can do it live or you can just catch you can just get the recording they all just stay up there and i think it takes they're probably about 10 minutes to do each one but some of the videos are a bit long because we have a bit of a chat before and after and really i just guide you through a process to activate these frequencies in your energy field so we're only up to number 13 of 562 and then i have a- <laughs> had a trip away and then i've moved house so um we're
0: gonna do we're getting back on that uh on this week amazing i can highly recommend it because i said to you before we got on the call together i'd I'd done a few over the last couple of weeks and there was a few in particular and i felt it like i i do a bit of energy work myself but there were a few and i was like oh i felt something shift i don't know logically what it was but i know that something changed awesome yeah no it was awesome so yes i will put your link to your facebook page michelle wherever people are listening to this um i could speak to you for like another three hours at least however (laughs) however i'm conscious of your time um and obviously the the length of the interview so before we do wrap up where can people find you on the interwebs oh sure thing so michellelowbridge.com is the best place
1: and on there um if you go well if you go to michellelowbridge.com forward slash resources there is a resource library there there's no opt-in there's just a whole stack of stuff that's um designed to help you with your relationship with money abundance and success Um, so there's loads loads of stuff there if you want to stay in touch somewhere on there is a thing to get my monday letters so every monday i send something out you know just to the the people who i'm connected with there Um, so yeah, michellelowbridge.com is a good place. The activations you just mentioned on Facebook are a good place. Um, so yeah, I would say those things. And if you want to send me an email, it's michelle at michellelowbridge.com because I do exactly. set aside some time every week to reply to anyone who you know writes to me or sends me a question. I always do my best to help
0: awesome thank you so much well i'll post those links wherever people are listening right now but yeah otherwise thank you very much for having a chat with us and i'm going to bring you back let's let's kind of think of another topic and we can get stuck in next time how does that sound yeah always i'd always (laughs) have to talk to you sounds good to me awesome awesome thank you lovely speak to you soon thanks bye